Hi there. Welcome to A Creative Affair, a collection of conversations exploring creativity through the art of photography and other creative passions. I'm Bree, and I've been creating all my life. I'm a musician, and I've made jewelry, quilts, and furniture, but my current passion is nature and landscape photography. I'm also a life coach. As a life coach, I help creatives reignite their creative passion and use it to achieve their unique vision in life. I love traveling and experiencing other cultures, and I have a beautiful scarf collection from so many beautiful places. Oh, gorgeous scarves. Oh, yes. um, I actually have a scarf collection too. And uh, Brie, I should send you, next time I'm going to send you a scarf because uh, I actually sell scarves uh, in, um, in one of my little shops so that I have going. And they're covered in beautiful trees. Um, anyway, uh, I'm Len. I'm an artist from the Blue Mountains in Australia. Uh I prefer to call myself an artist rather than photography, a photographer, because uh, uh, I, I love the uh, the idea that art, being an artist gives me a, a freedom from breaking rules, a freedom to break rules, whereas a photographer has so many expectations of what a photograph should be. So, um, And uh, I trained as an artist. Uh, I went to art school and uh, I, I draw and paint and do all those sort of things. I'm also a, a passionate uh, environmentalist, uh, hoping to save some trees. Um, uh, uh, yesterday, um, I was got very upset just hearing that a few more might be chopped down. So I, I really do get upset about trees. And as you already know, I, I actually love hugging trees. I do know this. <laughs> I'm glad you do. Uh, it's uh, one of my absolute passions for photography is photographing trees. But let's 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 move on. Uh, today, today we're going to talk about what is creativity. I, I think that's such a special question. And uh, what does creativity mean to us? I, I, what beautiful question! So I'm going to ask you, Bree. What is creativity to you, Bree? Well, I have two answers. Oh, good. Oh, <laughs> one I is, love that. <laughs> one is from a quote I shared on my Instagram account, actually, the other day. And um, it says, creativity, this is from James Russell Lowell. Um, actually, don't know who that is, but I like the quote. So um, I guess I'll find out who he is. <laughs> later. <laughs> but I love what he says. Creativity. Um, actually, this is from um, Guy Tal's book, More Than a Rock. It's the, he always puts a quote at the beginning of one of his um, uh, essays. And this is on the top of it. This is on the top of one of them. So it says, creativity is not the finding of a thing, but the making of something after it is found. So and I love that for me, creativity is like taking all of this, whatever, these raw materials, um, whether it's like notes or wood or, um, you know, pieces of wire or what, you know, yarn, because I'm a knitter. I mean, you've named it, I've done it all, but just taking those and being, being able to make it into something that's unique to me is really a special thing. So how about for you? Oh, um, yes. I, I have to agree with you on that, that um, uh, making something uh, unique. I, I think unique is one of the uh, a beautiful word in there. Um, but the, 
even um, even if it isn't, I don't have to actually feel that it is unique. Um, but making something is at the heart of creativity for me. Making something, and for me, uh, the physicalness of making something is quite important. Um, uh, making something uh, new, something um, uh, something that's personal for myself. Uh, I, I do love making things for other people, but um, my greatest joy is creating for myself and, f- um, uh, um, yeah, making something that makes me incredibly happy. Uh, and there is so many different um, uh, influences in, on that, isn't there? There's so many different ways of, of creating. And I, I, I love the idea that, uh, creativity isn't rooted in one particular discipline; that it's uh, uh, across so many uh, around uh, the whole world, and uh, is as varied uh, is as there is people out there. Yeah, I agree. And like, I've I've actually was I was reflecting on all of the ways that I've been creating, um, and I like I wrote a huge list, and. It's really amazing to think about from the time, well, well, I don't remember when I was born, but from the time I was, (laughs) I don't know if anyone remembers that, but from the time I was really young, I've always wanted to make things. And, and that's just the way I express myself. But I think so many people, like people express themselves with words. Uh, That's absolutely creating, um, you know, I know you've given, you've given some speeches. I, you know, we can, it, people, so many people create, I mean, we created this podcast, which is speaking, right? Like mm, that's mm. a creation. I mean, this is, this a podcast is not unique, but this one is for sure. Right. No one's ever done, had this exact same conversation that we've had, you know, and in this exact same way. And that is, that is a really beautiful thing to be able to take so many different ideas and combine them into something that's really, really special. Um, so, and so there's like, you know, visual, there's visual arts, right? Like, um, and I, I can even think of like, uh, you can create science wise, right? Yes, like, very much so. Right. Like people created vaccines, right? <laughs> you know, people created, um, I had a headache today. So somebody had to create the drug, like the, 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 you know, that I took to kind of help ease my pain. Um, you know, my mom, uh, she grows lavender and, um, she creates, oh, I don't even know where I have it, but she creates essential oil. And I know it's not taking a unique thing, but it's hers that she grew and made it for herself. Right. And, and then she uses it. So there's, there's so many, so many different ways that we all, everyone around the world does this. And I think that's super fascinating. Any, have there been any unique, like interesting ways that you've seen other people create? Oh, uh, there is, uh, well, just in art, and art's one of my absolute loves. Uh, another love of mine is music, and uh, watching people create uh, music is a, a, a very big passion of mine, and, and then performing it. And uh, uh, I don't just see the, uh, the idea of writing a song as being a creation, but actually the art of performing is also a, a creative act. I want to go back, though, to um, uh, something that you said uh, when you were young, 
that you loved creating. And, and I actually think that uh, uh, this idea of creation um, is huge. And I think it's a, a driving force behind how we learn that we uh, are always uh, experimenting and trying things out to figure out how the world works and how we should fit into it. And so I really believe that creativity is a, a natural phenomenon um, and that um, uh, we have a, an inbuilt drive to learn uh, yeah. and to copy and to do things and that it's there inside all of us. And uh, I, unfortunately, I think uh, sometimes society and the school system and uh, other things, our parents maybe sometimes uh, beat that out of us um, uh, through, you know, expectations and uh, um, maybe through critiquing and, and, and saying it's not so good. But, you know, go back to a child, uh, you got a pile of mud and, and you make a mud pot. And then you sit there as a kid and you pretend to drink tea. <laughs> now, that is a creative act, isn't it? You've actually made something and then you go on to pretend something. And, and I think we all have um, creativity in us and uh, um, it's such a beautiful thing. And I think it's everywhere in our life and things that you talked about. Just having a conversation with someone else is like we're talking about here or having right now, that is also a creative act. Uh, we're doing it non-stop throughout our lives, aren't we? We're, we're in this process of making something new continually. Yeah. It's and so, that, so beautiful. You know, one thing that, you know, um, that kind of sparked in my mind while you were talking was like that the attitude that um, kids have where they're just naturally curious and if we could pull that from, and that's what I find myself doing a lot uh, more often now, if we can pull that attitude, that, um, that innate curiosity and into the way we live, then I think we can even be more creative and, and even have that more often. Um, but I just find myself, like, when I think of creativity, I think curiosity because that 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 feeling of curiosity i think drives me to do the creating you know like we talked about in the first in our first like introduction episode <laughs> right like when you, you like you messaged me and you were curious about what i did and then i became curious about what you did and all of that that curiosity can spark so much of the actual like um the beginnings of the creating process i just think that's i just think that's a wonderful way to be is mm. curious and then getting creative there's something that immediately springs to mind as well as being curious is a propensity to take risks. And I think as a child, we, 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 we take bigger risks. You know, even when we take our first steps, you know, the risk is we're going to fall over and we keep falling over and we keep hurting ourselves, yet we keep getting up and we keep trying until we start walking and... Um, uh, I, I think curiosity is one part of that agreement, uh, uh, ingredient uh, and another one is, is a willingness to, to play, um, to take risks and 
to see what happens. So this curiosity, you know, that's like opening a door uh, to, you know, a, a, a shed and not knowing what's in there and wanting to go in there and being scared, you know, maybe there's a monster in there or a snake or something, but um, a, a curious person wants to go in there into the unknown to see what's going to happen and, and is not afraid to do that. And uh, I, those two tie in so beautifully. Now, now, Brie, you said there were two things at the beginning. What was the other one? Oh, wait, what two things? Oh, you know what? I don't remember now. <laughs> I was Sorry. asked you what, I got, what I got is so... creativity to you. <laughs> I got so right. involved in thinking about the curiosity because it's been on my mind so much lately um, that uh, I think that took over that took over <laughs> my whole my whole everything. Um, but I I would love to talk about um, I'd love to talk about how we, we each create. Um, and then why we do it. Um, so you want me to start? Yeah, please do. So, so I'll start. I, so I wrote down here. Why do here, you create? Yeah. So, so let me talk about all the different ways I've created. So, and then maybe you as a listener, if you're listening, um, you can think about all the different ways maybe you've created things or whatever you've created. It doesn't even have to be a thing, right? Because sometimes we can't, we can't touch them always. So um, when I was younger, I did I tried photography, <laughs> film photography. <laughs> um, that didn't stick, so I'm doing it again now. <laughs> um, but I've, so, I've done all kinds of sewing, um, knitting. I tried drawing. I, I went through a phase where I loved drawing. I would copy these books and then tried to do my own and that was so fun and um, I would I made these female clay I made these little clay jewelry things and I created other jewelry um, I've made quilts and I've made all kinds of furniture for this house I'm in I've also created babies so that is a creative process let's just we won't talk about it, it better, but it I, better be creative I will hope it is because it's right, the most enjoyable you, part isn't it right and they're unique like the people I created, <laughs> not necessarily on my own, but they're unique, right? Um, I've t I play flute. I have tried. I have tried all different. I've tried so many different kinds of ways of doing music, um, and also now I do photography. So as I was thinking about it, I'm like, I I have really done. I feel like I've done a lot of creative things, and sometimes my brain wants to trick me. Actually, recently. My brain was telling me that I was not a creative person. And I'm like, that is so not true. And so I had to make this list to tell them to remind myself of all of the things that, um, all of the ways that I have been creative and the things that I've tried. So that is, that is what, how, I, how I've been creative. But why do I create? I, for, so I wrote these down so I wouldn't forget. I feel a lot of satisfaction when I'm doing the actual creating. All the things that are leading up to it, we can talk about that in a minute, but um, I, I feel so much satisfaction during the process and then afterwards as well. Like, like how proud I am of doing the work to create whatever it is. Um, it's also a way I express myself on a personal level. And I think, I think this is the same for you too, but also I, I feel like I am the true, my true self 
when I'm in the creative process. And that's really special to me. Like there's something about the doing the, of the create, the making of whatever it is. And lately it's been photography. So if I'm out and in the landscape, I feel like I'm my true self because I'm connecting to my own soul in a way that I, that, that just feels different than if I'm just like brushing my teeth. <laughs> so, so is is that because um, Barry, that there's nothing else going on in there um, now in a good way that you're <laughs> so so focused on making something and you kept saying all those lists of things that you just went through were so beautiful but and they were really focused on making things, um, you know, furniture, cookies. Um, uh, filmo sculptures, all those different things. There's so many of them are product based, aren't they? Um, and it's so different to brushing our teeth, isn't it? And we could be creative brushing our teeth as well, I'm sure. But um, maybe, <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe you are, Len. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually have no teeth left, so I don't oh. have any to brush anymore. Oh, well, there anyway. You go. <laughs> That is not true, a fact that, That's a fact you don't really want to know about. Um, but so much of that was around product, wasn't it? And, yeah. and when you're making this thing, uh, making it gives a, has this incredibly beautiful reward, doesn't it? Uh, and you have something that you can uh, hold or that other people can see or um, that you have afterwards, and that drives you. Uh, yeah. So is it is it about being in the headspace, or is it about the product, or is it a bit of mixture of both there, Brie, for you? I think it's a I think it's a combination of all of it, uh, because if if it was just about the satisfaction, possibly because I give it away, or like if I'm making this something, but. Like even if I'm writing a blog post, that's a creative thing. And then I have it, right? And it's inspiring to other people. Uh, I I think it's a, it's got to be the combination of it. So how about for you? Because when you, when you perform um, a, a musical piece, uh, it, it's not so, um, uh, so, so physical, is it? You can't hang it onto it in your hand, but you, there's... A very strong similarity in um, a reward and the beautiful feeling that you get from it, wouldn't wouldn't you say? Yeah, I I love I love being in the act of performing because that's too is that connection between um, what I'm doing. Like I'm I'm just like there's something about it where I'm connecting to my own soul. Like it's resonating in in a way that's different than just doing the the mundane driving to you know the grocery store or whatever mm. you know and so uh it's expressing myself in such a unique way that in no in a way no one else can so i think that they the, the those two elements are so so important so one is uh um uh the 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 reward of making something and uh, creating something that way. But then the other reward of the, um, and you keep saying uh, your words are connecting to your soul. Um, for me, that's very much about letting go of the rest of the world. It's a very much about focusing on something so much that nothing else exists. Um, 
if, if I'm making, uh, creating photographic artworks, uh, I'm, I'm there in the moment observing, uh, totally immersed, and the rest of the world doesn't exist. And that's my happy place. And I think it is about connecting to my soul. It's connecting to my inner, inner part. And I notice I do it best when there isn't so much cognition. Uh, yeah. Running around in my head when I'm not thinking so loudly that my, my words and thoughts are taking over, that I'm actually relaxed and, and absolutely so, so present uh, in, in that space. I love those words, uh, connecting me to my soul. I think that's that, really beautiful, Brie. That's more like, thank you. I, I, I hadn't actually expressed that into words until we were just having this conversation. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> that's, what's the beautiful thing about this is that, uh, that I think it's sparking ideas within me as well. I think what you're talking about, Len, is that flow state and we're going to have another podcast episode where we talk about flow state and I'm really excited. This will be in the future sometime. We haven't decided when, but I'm really excited to talk about that. But I, that's what you're talking about, right? Is, is the flow, this, this state of flow where you're, uh, where you've kind of let all of your, your, all the chitter chatter go and you are just in the moment present doing, just releasing yourself to do the creative work. Mm. Mm, yep, very much so. Uh, am I allowed to swear on here? Um, I don't know. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, <laughs> I tell people uh, I just love to make shit, and and that's a, maybe that's an Australian saying, but uh, uh, it's so beautiful that making things physically with your hands, um, or making even electronically with with images or whatever, um, or making music is special in its own right, isn't it? Yeah, and that's uh, 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 one is being in that state and, and getting there, and the other one is this um, concentrating on making something, and uh, I find that in- incredibly beautiful. Yeah. So, why do you do it? What is your why? My why for creating. Uh, you actually stole the words, not the wrong words no. for me, but um, <laughs> the, the idea that it's my true self um, is, is, is incredibly um, important in this. It's my escapism from life. Uh, it's my happy place. It's my um, uh, uh, It's my personal reward. Uh, I, I've spent so much of my life teaching other people and uh, that's a very much an outward giving process and it's incredibly exhausting and uh, it's my passion is teaching people. And I've given myself permission uh, as I get older to spend more time creating for me and it becomes it's very much a, a rewarding um a, a reward for myself to to be a little bit more selfish um uh, to make things for me to make things that make me giggle and smile or laugh <laughs> or feel sad or happy or um or to show my respect um or to celebrate something's beauty and they're all parts of that reason that it's a uh, incredibly fulfilling thing for me, so much so that when I stop doing it, uh, I, my body changes and I notice that sadness creeps in, like it's uh, something that I have to keep doing. 
Ooh, that's really interesting. Yeah, I think I've, I read something recently about we have this like desire because we talked about how innate it is to create that when we find the thing that we love to create, we want to be doing it so often. We're always like, you know, I'm always trying to find when, when can I, when can I go out? When can I do photography? Wait, you know, and, and that can even be in the editing process for me too. Um, but it's, it's always the driver. Like when, when can I go and do that and, and have that experience for my own self? So Len, you, uh, you were talking about how it's something you're so passionate about. I want to know what is your favorite something it doesn't have to be a thing, but your favorite something that you've created or something that you've created that you're really proud of. Oh, the, the something, um, oh, the, okay. My absolute favorite is, uh, when I was at art school. So I was only in my, um, just hit 21 or something. I think I was uh, 20 something in there. And for my major at art school, I majored in photography. So I did, uh, four photography subjects in my final year and one printmaking subject. And I created a, a room, uh, and I, it was actually the copy room in art school and I took out all the furniture and I turned it into my fake office and I put my books in there. I put a desk in there and I covered it with my things and my books and I dragged in my plants and I, I dragged in lounge chairs and a coffee table. <clears throat> and then I put uh, one exhibition of photographs around the walls. So that was one of my major works was um, a, a series of uh, uh, Cibachrome, they were Cibachrome in those days, prints, uh, colour photographs of our slot, beautiful sandstone slot canyons in the Blue Mountains around the walls, um, beautiful hand-printed colour photographs. Uh, and then I'd made a book and it sat on the desk, so a handmade book. And it was a, uh, a mixture of photographs, quotes and words. Uh, it was called In Wildness is the Preservation of the, of the Earth, which is a quote, um, the title of um, Elliot Porter's book, which is one of my favourite books um, uh, of all time of photography and particularly important to me when I was 18 years old. Uh, I, it also uh, had drawings and my paintings in there and drawings and lithographs in this handmade book. And then on the coffee table was a portfolio. And, uh, uh, I, I, you know, I put a, an empty pot of coffee in there as well. So when you went in, it had this coffee smell in there, there as well. And there was no windows and you shut the door and I had a light on in the corner. And one day I couldn't find my teachers and I had two beautiful favourite teachers, uh, Lynn Roberts Goodwin and George Schwartz, um, who George I owe so much to in learning photography and how to be an artist from. I couldn't find them. And uh, uh, someone said, oh, they're in the copy room, Len. And so they'd actually locked themselves in my little exhibition room. And when I knocked on the door, they said to me, Len, this is that you've made the most beautiful room in the whole art school here. And it was all full of wilderness photographs. And, and that was a reward from it. But 
that's what I was trying to create, this incredibly beautiful space. But that beautiful space was actually me. It was all about who I am that came through there. And uh, uh, I was so lucky to that was so well received by um, my teachers. So that's uh, there's there's something that I've created that I'm incredibly proud of. And as you can tell, I love telling people about it too. <laughs> That's the first time I've heard it. That's fabulous. Do you still have the? Do you still have the your handmade book? Yeah, I've got all of the bits um, still, and uh, I wish I'd taken more photographs as a document of it. And uh, yeah, I got straight distinctions from that. And uh, uh, the painting teacher walked out and said, "Oh, more effing." bloody photos of trees and wasn't very, very grumpy. But my the other two photography teachers stood fast and said, no, this is absolutely brilliant and uh, gave me uh, uh, the highest awards and the highest marks. So I, I graduated with straight distinctions in photography. Beautiful. Always the achiever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I put down my camera for 10 years, but that's another whole different story. So um, let's ask you the same question. What What's something that, uh, uh, that you've created that is so, so special to you, Brie? Well, I think my most recent, um, my most recent creation that I'm, I'm I'm so 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 proud of was it's in the similar vein it's um it it was a I did it in March it was a whole gallery show of uh, my own my own photography and I there's something special about the when you've made when you've taken a digital photo to be able to put it into print right because uh, if you've done it on film, you're you're going to most likely going to print it. But it, to make the digital image and then have it be on paper is uh, to go through the editing process and and have it you know come out as a three D tangible something is uh, like the first time it came through my printer was I, I bought a printer. It that was really a special special moment for me, uh, and then. Being able to, um, I, I created walls. I, I, I actually built wood walls <laughs> and um, took all the furniture out of my house and put up these walls uh, and framed, uh, framed all of, framed all of, I think I had 17 images and it was all about home and what it meant to me. And I wrote about it and uh, I kind of, you know, you came in my front door and you went on this journey uh, and, and the whole, the whole thing all put together with the photographs and the printing and the walls and the whole show was, and, and the people coming to my house to interact with them, I was so special and beautiful and something I, I'm really, I'm always going to treasure and be super proud of because that there was so much work and effort that went into it and so much of me that went into it and such a unique, you know, all the images were unique to me that I, it's almost indescribable, right? That that's, that people would come to my house to experience that. And even if, I actually told my friend who came to visit me and helped me, I told her, even if no one came to see this, 
it would be amazing. Like because of the of the actual creation of it, which I think which I think is such a beautiful thing to just create something for yourself and not that other people can enjoy, but the, but creating it for yourself, like you were talking about is probably why we do so much of what we do. Mm. And it becomes, uh, it becomes addictive, doesn't it? We, we <laughs> must get a, a, a hit of chemicals um, from this experience, one from making it, um, one from being, uh, in that state when we're, we're making it. So that, that, that's part of it. Uh, and then when we have this product or whatever it is that we're doing, um, we, we get a kick from it there. And then we get another kick when someone else gushes over it and uh, we fall in love with that as well. And so uh, there's so many different stages there uh, in its life that uh, for us to enjoy. Uh, I think it's addictive, uh, and I'm, I'm hence why I'm still doing it. And I, I also think that my, that maybe is why you have spent a life of making things because it's in it's it's such an enjoyable process, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I want to. I'm always I'm always trying to figure out. My brain is always working on a way to create things. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, let's talk about. Uh, we, so I did some, I did some research and this is kind of the nitty gritty of, uh, of creation. Uh, are you ready to talk about this, Len? Yeah, yeah, please <laughs> do. Uh, I love research and I love, uh, uh, I love exploring ideas to see where they go. Yeah. And I think this is so fascinating. So, uh, I, and I've been mulling over this idea of, you know, creativity and I've been trying to think about what is my process when I go to create something, what is the process or my process and do other people kind of follow the same process? And I couldn't even put it into words. However, um, I did find there's a psychologist and there's all kinds of articles you can read online about this. But um, in the 1920s, uh, a, a man named Graham Wallace, he was an English psychologist, a social psychologist. Um, he has a book called The Art of Thought. And, and uh, you know, I didn't create this. I didn't read the book, um, but it's it's everywhere. So he has he writes about the creative process and he writes about it in four, that there are four different stages of it. So uh, the first one is preparation. So uh, do you want to talk about that, Len? <laughs> well, that, okay. He's, um, that stage is about gathering information, isn't it? Getting your materials, uh, preparing yourself, uh, learning to use the equipment to uh, understand how things work, uh, learning to see maybe, um, uh, being prepared, um, uh, setting everything up for success is such an uh, important part of that. Um, uh, yeah, for me also, it's, it's uh, preparing my mental state as well. Yeah, I love uh, that. Not only is it a, a physical things being prepared for, but it's also my mental state. Um, I need to be um, centered and in that um, uh, mentally clear space to do so. Yeah. And if like you think about like an artist has to say what what uh, you know, what kind of techniques do I need to learn? 
there, you know, there's some, there are things that we all need to learn in a kind of a technical way, right. To be able to do some of the things that we need to do. Like when I, so we're going to talk about goals later, but <laughs> this gallery show that I just talked about was part of a, a big goal that I had. <laughs> That's another podcast episode, which will be really fun to discuss. Uh, but uh, I, I bought my full frame camera back in December. It's not even that long ago, but it's December of 2019. And so I had this camera and I thought, now what do I do with it? This is what the, this is what I want to create. Now, what do I need to do? And I, you know, so there was all of like, I had to learn all of the technical stuff with the camera and what do all the buttons do and how do I set it up? And, you know, cause you can't actually be in the creative process when you're still just learning how will the buttons to something work and how, how, uh, you know, how do you actually like, what is the exposure triangle? You know, the, uh, just all of those little nitty gritty things that the technical details that we have to kind of know before we can really express ourselves. So do you have anything to add to that one? Well, I think that's different for each person. And sure. I've met people, um, uh, one of my students, uh, turned up one day and, uh, uh, she definitely felt uh, an imposter syndrome because she didn't know all of those things that you were talking about, all those technical things. Uh, and yet her art, her photographic art, was absolutely stunning and beautiful. So she had a drive to want to know um, how everything worked um, so she could justify herself for her own beautiful art. And uh, uh, I used to always say it doesn't actually matter. You, you obviously know enough to make it work for you. And I think uh, each of us is incredibly different as to what that preparation um, looks like and yeah. what, would we, what we need to have ready to be comfortable. And that's in, in incredibly different for each of us. Some people, for example, really love to have a, a, a really solid plan and a, an idea about what they're doing and others just like to show up and be there and be present yeah, and then see what happens and that it's different for each of us. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's some, that's a really beautiful insight. Like a, that we know, uh, I've, I've known people who can play piano and they don't even need to read notes. They can just sit down and you know, play a piece of music from their mind. I mean, you do have to be able to have the, the kind of the beginning piano instruction sort of to do that, right? So there, there is some of it that, you know, those basics that we kind of need to know. But I just think it's so interesting. And the point of all of these different stages, by the way, is just to kind of see where we might be in a creative process and it doesn't exactly have to look like this of course <laughs> like we're talking about creativity here like this is not a cut and dry process for anyone um, so the second one is incubation this is really fun I actually really enjoy this stage um, this is, well, I'm kind of reading off what we, what I wrote down here, but this is where we have all of the, that information that we gathered in this, like the, the prep stage, and then we kind of let it simmer. Right. And we just, and, and this can look, this obviously is going to look different for everyone, but I, I just, I just love the idea of thinking and marinating on something and, and kind of going over like the raw materials. Like if I'm going to build something, 
um, so I built furniture for my house. Like how would the, how would all those things work together to, uh, make, you know, such and such, like, how could I, how could I do that? And just letting all those ideas, um, kind of, uh, kind of work in my mind because I think our brains. So, so uh, then this is interesting too. While, and I don't know, have you noticed this, Lynn? Like I can be awake during the day and my brain is chewing on something. I can tell, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. also I can tell that my subconscious is also working on it because all of a sudden something that I'm not even thinking about will just come to me. And <laughs> right. And, and so, so the, having that, having being that, having that prep stage ahead of time where we have all the kind of the raw materials and then our mind being so powerful to be able to like shift things around and kind of do its work and have fun putting like, kind of like Legos, putting those things together, like a puzzle, you know, and then, and then, um, then we have the third stage. So do you have anything to add oh, to no, no, the second stop. one? But before no, we no, go we want to stop. We want to stop. But I, and when we want to keep everyone in suspense. But I want to know what you have to say about this incubation stage first. Oh, um, I, I'm so pleased that you brought up this idea about uh, the subconscious mind working on it. Because um, when we look at things like this this theory of stages of create um, of being, of creativity, being a conscious thing, uh, so much of it is actually unconscious. And uh, I have firmly come to the belief that our unconscious mind is uh, so much more powerful and bigger and works harder and does all the heavy lifting uh, and our consciousness uh, just does such a small part of it. And uh, it doesn't seem to stop, does it? It processes at night when we're asleep. It just keeps going and... Uh, uh, Sometimes uh, these ideas, um, these breakthroughs, these moments uh, happen at innocuous times and they also happen, uh, often they have happened for me without consciously thinking about anything to do with it. So Yeah, like uh, where I'm I'll thinking about a... something else. <laughs> yeah, or I'm in I'll, the shower I'll... thinking about nothing. But I haven't, I've been sort of mulling over something and it's going, oh, that's not quite right. But I haven't been um, uh, actively searching out that final answer there. And uh, uh, something just pops into my mind and goes, oh, hang on. And it's, it's this really big breakthrough moment um, coming from the unconsciousness. And uh, uh, I think the lesson there as an artist definitely is that you need to build that into your workflow. It has to be part of your practice um, giving things time uh, to mellow, to um, allow that conscious, unconscious or subconscious mind to do its job. Sleep yeah. on it. We have this, that language is, is in our language, isn't it? Oh, I'm going to sleep on it. <clears throat> what a better thing to do. That's what, it's a wonderful thing to do. And sometimes it's sleep on it for a month. It doesn't have to be just for a night. Right. Or, or I liken it to, uh, going back to like, if we're, if we're taking pictures locally, going back to the same place over and over again, kind of gathering these ideas. And then all of a sudden my mind will go, what if I go at this time and this time, or, you know, and, and I'll have some sort of breakthrough or if, 
if you take the time or for me anyway, if I am, if I am out and I take the time to just sit or walk quietly and let my mind kind of absorb whatever I have going on, like, you know, just whatever's going on in the landscape, then I'll have ideas come to me. Oh, that, that could be interesting. Or I could go over there, you know? So I think it's those, I think it's those kinds of things where we are quiet. And I agree with you, Len, that like just having that quiet time and then being patient to kind of, Mm. to let our minds, our super smart brains do their jobs. (laughs) Yeah. And how often has it been that the first time you visit somewhere, um, uh, the photos aren't really that remarkable, but as you get to know it and keep revisiting it and uh, <clears throat> look at your work and then get to know the sense of place, uh, your work keeps improving. That That's an incubation as well, isn't it? I think uh, so. It's also an experimentation, I think, and a, a, a beautiful playfulness um, to be able to do that. So many people I meet... Uh, they expect to walk in, um, do something brilliant, finish and leave again. But for me, that's not at all what's happening. Yeah. Or we, Um, we, and maybe we can talk about this in another episode, but we can talk about expectations. Like we go someplace brand new, right? That's what you're saying. And we expect to make something amazing. And sure. Have we done that? Yeah. Sometimes. Is it likely? Maybe, um, maybe not. Right. But it's it's just allowing our, our allowing ourselves to to be in the place for longer, mm-hmm. really. And I think that shows in our images that we have that sense of connection to a place, right? Because we we have absorbed it. We have allowed our minds to uh, do this incubation period mm. with with the landscape so and you so talk Bri, what's the third one what's well, the, I was the gonna third say, step <laughs> i was gonna say we we touched we each touched on this third step we talked about this kind of aha moment like our brains work on it and then it's the aha moment and that is the third step it's illumination right it's the aha oh my goodness our brains finally put like we finally put it all together right when we know exactly what it is Maybe not exactly like how to do it, but we have this all of a sudden we have this vision. And actually, I had to tell you, this happened for me in the shower. <laughs> do not picture it, friends. Okay, but when I, <laughs> this is called a creative affair. Do you remember? I can't help but not. <laughs> so, so when I, I had this idea that I wanted to create this gallery show, I didn't know where I thought maybe in my home and I had decided because of the pandemic, if you're listening to this, not a pandemic is pandemic COVID. And I, I decided to have it in my home uh, for various reasons. And I was try I, I had been trying to think of how in the world I could make this work with my house and just, and I had this all kinds of this incubation stage going on in my mind and, and trying to like chew on all of these different ideas of ways that I could present my images and I'm in the shower. And all of a sudden I had this aha, it really, it felt like a light bulb went off and I know you all know what I'm talking about. I, I swear everyone has had this light bulb moment, right? You have, right, Len? Yeah, definitely had them. I have them regularly. 
Yeah. And uh, so and they're magical. <laughs> Yeah, they are magical. And I had this light bulb moment go off and I knew exactly, it was like it unfolded before me. I remembered these walls and I knew I could make them. And, um, and so that's what I did. Uh, I didn't know how they were all going to go together and what it was going to, you know, exactly how it was going to turn out, but it was like really this aha moment. So do you have anything else to say about the aha? Yeah. Well, sometimes it doesn't happen. And uh, yeah, sometimes right? it isn't. A, uh, sometimes it isn't a eureka moment or this aha moment. It's a it's a slow realization that it, that it's right. Uh, I use this um, uh, to uh, confirm when I how I like my work. I'll, I'll print it out and I'll stick it on a wall I've got here in my studio, and I leave it there for months. And I keep looking at it and, and uh, uh, there isn't this sudden moment of, ah, yeah, it's right or uh, that's all perfect or anything. It, it just grows really slowly. And I find that when I'm out taking photographs as well uh, in that creative moment that uh, there doesn't have to be uh, this specific moment. And so I'm not always chasing it. I, I, I just let them come when they're going to come. And, and actually not think about them uh, and worry about it. Uh, I think that's a, an important part of this is that when we try to force creativity, uh, it's hard. Uh, and uh, we can't force ourselves through these different um, stages or different steps in it or wherever it is. We've got to uh, relax and be wherever we need to be at that moment um, mentally uh, physically and in, in, in the terms of doing and creating. Yeah. What a, that is such a great reminder that I think I talked about patience earlier, but having that patience to just let it come, because if we, if we allow ourselves to be agitated that it hasn't come yet, for sure, it's going to keep us from, ha from, having the realization it's going to keep us a little longer right so if we can be patient and just trust ourselves that we're going to get that at some point right i, mm -hmm. I love i love the idea of trusting myself that I, you know that i that i can i will be able to do it right that i'll be able to create it i just need to maybe gather some information and then let it let it simmer and, and that comes back to what I said early on about um, having a confidence um, to take risks. And yeah. uh, a part of that risk-taking uh, is relaxing and letting it come to you rather yeah. than forcing it, forcing it to come to you. Uh, and uh, it's really a strong like a self-efficacy, isn't it? A belief that it's going to happen. And when you do know and you, you, you've after practice and practice and practice, you 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 know that it's eventually going to come. And the work will come, that uh, that exciting bit will come. It's just a, you don't necessarily know when and uh, or how or some of those other things, but you still keep working at it. Um, uh, it comes more often and it comes more easily and... Uh, uh, for me, it comes in waves uh, is, a, is a beautiful way of thinking about it. Uh, the, the fourth step there, Brie, what was that one? <laughs> Sounds so technical. 
It's verification. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it sound technical? <laughs> verification. So this is after after we have kind of that our minds confirm to us that this is what we need to do. It could be the aha moment or the the slow realization that Lynn talked about, right? That's when we're actually, um, that's when we actually do the work, right? So you said you put up your photograph and it could be that you, uh, you did the creating, like this could have been a multiple steps where you're kind of spiraling back and spiraling back and going, oh yeah, I like that. And then maybe coming back to it. Oh yeah, I like that. And so, uh, you know, I'm relating this like right now in my mind to this, you know, gallery show that I have since we, you know, since we talked about it, it doesn't have to always be that, but this is where the, after we have that moment, then we go off and we make it come to fruition. Like we really make it happen and we let the, the, we let our creativity go. And I, I feel like I've seen, um, painters, you're a painter. I'd love to see you paint, Lynn. But I've seen videos of painters. I'm not that person of painters like in the, you know, they ha I'm sure they've had the, already had that aha moment. This is what I need to create. And they're then doing it like in the painting process. And I know the paint, I know the painting process looks different for everyone, depending on your medium. But if you're in the process of doing it and in the creating that's like, that's where the, you, you want to be in like the flow state and you're creating and um, that's where it all comes together, right? Yeah, very much so. Um, uh, it's fascinating. It's the similarities in all the art, across so many of the art um, mediums and uh, our photography, our love photography is just one of them and painting's another and music is another one. Uh, uh, the actual artwork itself tells us where to go. Um, the, 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 the process of being creative actually leads us down the path. And uh, uh, I'm reminded of a Picasso quote just suddenly here. Um, he says, the hardest thing about creativity is actually showing up for work each day. <laughs> and uh, once you're there and you're in it and you're in that moment, um, and it's telling you where to go and you're listening and following it, um, it, it, it leads you down its own path. And I think that's a, an incredible part. Uh, and for me, uh, uh, stepping back and allowing myself to be taken down that path. And so that's what Picasso was saying. I just have to show up and be present. That's the hardest part every, you know, all the time, rather than showing up with a, you know, I've got to do this and this is my um, really strong idea or I've got to have this moment of illumination, um, uh, showing up and actually working at it and being there. Uh, it's interesting okay. because, oh, sorry. And yeah. I want to add, I want to add that not only do we have to be there pre in person, but we've got to be there with our minds engaged too. So I think that's a huge, I mean, that is the huge part of it, right? Like we can show mm -hmm. up in person, but if our minds are elsewhere, like we want to show up, like I, when I want to, when I show up, I want to show up with my whole mind focused on what I'm focused on because that's how I'm going to get the most out of whatever I'm doing. Right. So, 
you know, leaving all of the, leaving all of the chatter behind and then, and just showing up. I love, I love that Picasso quote. Cause to me, that means body and brain. Yeah, that's right. Showing Being up. present. Yeah. Uh, how do you be present? I think that that's a, a great idea for a topic. I just I put it on our list of topics to talk about, Brie. <laughs> we're, um, we're always, we're, <laughs> Lynn and I have these conversations and we're always adding. We just, we had one right before we when we were prepping and we added, what, two or three? <laughs> so we're always right. adding to grows. this. Right, right. So so I will say this, I mean, we'll, we'll end a little bit, but if you have any ideas for us in the podcast, email us. And we'll tell you at the end of the podcast, but um, just keep them coming. We love that. Mm, it is fantastic. <laughs> and and I want to add too, like in this process, in this creative process we talked about, that this is not a linear thing. We are creatives, so this isn't like step one, step two, step three. This is for this. We just we just wanted to discuss this to give some awareness about what the process could look like or where you might be. Like if you feel like you might be stuck, maybe you're not. Maybe your just mind is like simmering, right? In this incubation period, right? And so it's really, it could be more like a back and forth zigzag or kind of a spiral or, you know, any, any other way that, that our minds might decide to do these things. And it's just a model, isn't it? And uh, what is a model? Uh, it's a way of um, thinking about and describing something that may or may not happen. It's not a, um, an instruction manual. Uh, it's not a set of steps that you have to follow. Um, we we talk about models as a way, and I love the word illumination. It's about illuminating our our, our practice. So uh, I, I definitely agree with you there that uh, it, it doesn't have to look like this and we don't need to strive about it, but just by stopping and thinking about um, our own workflow and our process and the way we work under some of these, um, uh, you know, big picture headings is incredibly helpful. And you can go, oh, actually, um, uh, maybe if I become a bit more cognizant about that one, um, or I understand how that's working for me, or um, uh, I think creativity is such an emotional process, isn't it, Brie? Yeah. Uh, it has its ups and downs. It has its <laughs> frustrations and its stresses. It has its absolute joys. It has our, the, our, our moments of um, um, absolute adoration and beauty and love and so many gorgeous things as well. Um, but it also has these moments where like, ah, it's not going anywhere. What's wrong? And if we understand, well, maybe I just need to let it incubate for a while. Yeah, maybe, maybe I just need some time off. Maybe I need to go for a walk or go and wash the dishes or cook dinner or um, go and see my friends. Or just um, think maybe nothing's gone wrong. Mm, that, that's part of the normal practice, isn't right. it? Yeah. Nothing yeah. like our brains want to tell us like something's gone wrong and maybe it hasn't. Right. Yeah. So, so how do we know what we should create? <laughs> oh, that's a. Uh, can I answer that? Okay, for me. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh please! I love oh, this. I love this question because uh, I'm incredibly passionate about it, Bree. Um, <laughs> and that is because I, I. Well, one is that we feel good about it. 
So there's a, a, a beautiful, if we're doing it for love and for enjoyment and uh, uh, we get so much out of it, well, then we want to get something out of it. So when we're doing something that isn't giving us that, maybe that's a, a, one of those questions to, uh, to ask, well, am I doing the right thing? But I notice, and this is after years and years of teaching art and, and being an art teacher, people's best work. Their, their best work is what they should be creating. And I find that absolutely fascinating that, you know, uh, you take a photographer, uh, they might try portraiture, they might try taking photos of flowers, of um, landscapes, trees, street photography, still lifes, uh, and uh, uh, inevitably... The, their best work, when you look at all of those ones when they're off experimenting, is the one that they love the most, the one that they have the strongest emotional connection with. Um, what stirs the emotions the most, I think, comes through in their art. So uh, the things that I should be creating are the things that I love the most. So are you and saying that's my we should... Answer. Are you saying we should try a lot of experimentation? Oh, yes, if you don't know. Yeah. And how many people know? Like, uh, uh, I think this has been my personal journey th through art is learning what I love. And it's interesting, um, Brie, I've come back to where I started. <laughs> trees? <laughs> I try all these. Yeah, I was drawing <laughs> trees as a kid. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is I've always been drawn to rocks and it I – in this journey, I had some idea of what what nature and landscape photography looked like. And finally, I just gave myself permission to take pictures of rocks and patterns. And I love that. Like it, like I feel so great when I'm, when I'm doing that, you know? So, and I, I have, there's, there's some other, there's some other landscapes I'm, I'm pretty passionate about, but, um, so I'm also curious too, if we've, if, if we've done one kind, if we, if we've had a, if we kind of have, um, recognized what we're passionate about, should we keep experimenting? Well, of course we should. Isn't that being creative? <laughs> I mean, like, should we stick to one thing or do we keep oh. experimenting to see if something else might, we might be passionate about that and then maybe how those things combine? I mean, I think the answer is yes, right? Yeah, well, that's how we discover who we are by yeah. pushing those boundaries and um, going out further to see what's going on in there and what excites us. And uh, um, I, I think part of this is that we try harder. We, we put more feeling into our work. And uh, uh, through this experimentation, we're actually uh, uh, we're, we're discovering our emotions and feelings towards things. And I think um, just like being a, a, an interesting and, and a helpful human being to society, um, by exploring and finding out more and more and pushing and, and you know, there's no, there's no final spot. Um, it's such a beautiful way to think about our art that, yeah, let's keep pushing, let's keep experimenting, let's keep seeing where it takes us. And uh, what happens when we spend some of that time pursuing things that we know that we love 
And then we also spend some time pursuing things that uh, confront us or um, that maybe we're uncomfortable about and or, or that we're scared of uh, to see where they take us. Yeah, and that would be interesting, right? And if you try it and you don't really love it, then you don't have to do it, right? Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. It's an experimentation. Totally. So I actually... Um, I actually asked a question on Instagram. <laughs> I oh, asked some you? people. <laughs> yes. I, I asked, you can, um, in your Insta stories, you can ask, you know, I, you can ask questions and interact with people. And so I just posted a post a question. Why do you create? So I'm going to read some of the answers if that's oh, okay. Oh, I'd love to hear them. Okay. So, and I'm not going to say names. I'm just going to read them. So add I'll message the people who, uh, <laughs> who wrote these and tell them what we did. So, uh, so one person said, because creativity releases happy neurons in my mind. Mm. <laughs> and, um, and this person also said, because it makes me happy. Someone else said for my own satisfaction, right? That's what we talked about, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So someone else said, it gets me outside and gives me self-satisfaction. I'm seeing a trend. Uh, someone else, another photographer, by the way, these are all photographers cause that's my circle. Uh, you could answer, you could ask this of, if you're not a photographer or you can ask this of your circle, that'd be fun. So uh, wouldn't that be an interesting discussion, Lynn? You know, yes, very yeah. much so. Yeah. Why do you do that? So uh, another person says to conquer and achieve that feeling of, wow, I did that. And then he says, create or die. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how we feel sometimes, right? Like, I have to do this. I am compelled. It is my reason for living, you know. Uh, so someone else says to put my feelings, my vision on paper, to share what my mind saw when my eyes looked at something. And then uh, another friend of mine says, I find peace spending a few hours in nature away from the issues that plague this country. <laughs> He's uh, in the U.S., so it's uh. kind of crazy here now. But um but yeah, I love all those reasons. And I'm so grateful for those people that shared. We all have our different reasons for why we do it. And that's that's the point, isn't it? The, 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 the reasons behind it is incredibly varied. Uh, and yet there's a lot of similarity in them as well. Um, and, and it's for self-satisfaction or some sort of reward in there. And uh, I so often find myself saying this to people to people when I'm teaching and and mentoring and looking after them is, um, you're doing this for love, aren't you? <laughs> uh, I rephrase it maybe as a question, like you're doing it because you enjoy it. Um, and when they're having that, in, that frustrating moment and uh, just to remind them to let go and to, to not hang on to things so, so, so strongly because it... Uh, all those reasons were enjoyment reasons, weren't they? Yeah. You know, so beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. Well, Brie, we always have such fantastic conversations. I agree. I, aren't they great? <laughs> I always feel so uplifted and uh, uh, illuminated and uh, uh, bouncy after these. I've got my full day ahead of me now and I can bounce out of my studio Um uh, in such a good mood. Um, but I really think here that the, the big question uh, that I'm asking myself, and I want you to ask yourself as well, uh, why do you create? 
what do you get out of being creative? And uh, I think there's incredible value in asking that. And uh, for me, Brie, uh, it's a question I've asked throughout my whole creative life and not something that I, uh, I'm only just asking once. Uh, it's something that goes continually on. And I've been creating for, um, uh, you know, many, many years uh, being an old man. Anyway, so uh, please ask yourself that question and think about it. Um, and uh, we invite you and we'd love to keep the conversation going with you. Um, and you can engage with this conversation. Um, you can email us at uh, create at a creative affair podcast.com. And uh, uh, we'd love to hear you. And uh, talking about Instagram, we'll, we'll get an Instagram thing up and um, uh, eventually and uh, you can chat to us there too. It should be up by and, now. <laughs> oh, should it? By the okay. time this airs, yes. <laughs> well, it's sort of coming to the end here. Uh, I did want to mention that I have a beautiful quarterly journal of um, photography that I publish um, based on creative photography, uh, people working in series. And uh, I run a photography school here in Australia and I do workshops and mentoring and uh, I have an online school and I mentor people all around the world and I have uh, hundreds of hours of videos there. And uh, if you really just want to have a look at my art, um, visit my website, um, lenmetcalf.com and uh, uh it's a, a gallery that I keep adding to. In fact, I added three new photos just this morning to my gallery, and uh, that's so exciting. Ah, I'll have to go look at them. <laughs> it's the end of my day. so And everyone, it is a beautiful gallery that Lynn has and a beautiful journal. I subscribe to it, and I love it. So, And one thing I love doing is I love helping creatives creative people keep their creative passions flowing. So if you're feeling stuck, I can actually teach you how to create what you want whenever you want. So you can just go to creativemindscoach.com and sign up for a discovery call and we'll talk about it. And as always, links to all of these things, all of the websites that we talked about uh, are going to be in the show notes at, um, you can visit us at a creativeaffairpodcast.com. And if you enjoyed our episode, please make sure to, to subscribe or you can follow us on your favorite podcast app and more to come soon after this. So Len, this was such a beautiful conversation. I always enjoy them. And, and I feel like it's time to say goodbye and I'm so sad about it, but until next time, have fun with your art and your creative passions. Well, it will be, uh, um, Brie, it has been so uh, wonderful and, uh, I enjoy, I, I wish you well, uh, until we next <laughs> talk again. And, um, I get so excited in the lead up to, to these conversations and, uh, again, it was such a beautiful conversation. So thank you very much for that. And, uh, goodbye to all our listeners. Goodbye. Thank you. See you the next time.